Today on my podcast is revision expert Jackie Hamilton. She is a writer herself and also works with writers, an editor is what you call that, and a coach to help make their books better. She's an expert, especially on working with first-time writers. So I was really excited to have her on the podcast as an aspiring novelist myself to talk about like what makes a book good and what are people usually missing, especially as we're about to go into National Novel Writing Month. And people might be thinking, like, maybe this is my year. Well, how are you actually going to get through it? Jackie has some really good tips for how you're going to finish. She has the best book recommendations that I've ever heard for aspiring novel finishers. And we had a really good time chatting. So please enjoy this episode with Jackie Hamilton of SoapboxEdits.com. And welcome to Fan Funded with Laser. I am Laser. The goal of this podcast is to help you build an audience full of true fans who are excited to actually support your music and art. Today, my special guest is Jackie Hamilton, who helps new writers create incredible books, memoirs, and novels by making they make sure they sure they have that strong emotional connection. Uh, get between their characters, getting a, getting a good story structure, making it all happen. Hey, did you know that it's hard to finish a novel? I know. I have I have a, a couple chapters of one. Um, and Jackie, uh, Jackie's an expert. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Hi, Laser. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself now because I know that you know much better than me what you do. But I'm, I just wanted to say, first of all, I'm so happy to meet you. We're, we're both in a group of people who love to talk to creator, creators and, and help them. So I'm glad that we met and we're finally doing this. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been quite a journey. It's been awesome. Yay! Awesome! Uh, wonderful, wonderful. So how would you describe your job as it applies to what we're about to talk about? I mean, you, you did pretty good. I help new writers, primarily those who are writing their first novel or their first memoir, and they pretty much have no idea what to do with it. They know they have excellent story. They know that they have something they want to say, but they usually struggle with the very basic structure of how to tell a story. Yeah. And and what they really want is to create a connection between their characters and the readers. Yeah. So so how did you get into this? Was this like a, a career choice like going into college you're like I want to be the person that helps writers or how did were were you writing novels and like oh I'm good at this or how how did how do we get here? Oh my gosh, I wish it was like an easy route, but um a little <laughs> bit of both. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I actually went to college to direct films oh, cool. and it, it was a really cool idea and it was awesome to be part of people's stories and be able to help them create a vision of what they wanted to share with the world. But I really didn't enjoy it mm. at all. And I ended up moving into small town after small town and I love the life small town life. Yes. And so LA was just daunting. Just the idea of moving to LA was just, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went from job to job for a while and decided I was going to write my own story. Mm-hmm. I was going to write my own book and it was going to be 
you know, bestseller. It was going to be the best ever. (laughs) And so I wrote it. And during the rewrites and during the editing, I just fell in love with revisions. I fell in love with the process of figuring out how I can make it better. Mm. And that's when I was like, this correlates to still creating stories. I was a stay at home mom Mm -hmm. and I, I needed something for myself. It was a way to be involved with stories. Yeah. And when I realized I was pretty good at it and pretty good at the revision process, I sought out as much information as I could on the internet. Yeah. And came across a few professional organizations and got a professional education through them on how to edit other people's work. Cool. That's so interesting that you say that because um, revising is my hell. Like I, I, <laughs> like I, I do writing, you know, in songs or in scripts or whatever. And like every part of it I can deal with, but revising, like hearing you say that it's like, you are a magical person. If that's, if that's something you actually like doing, that's like amazing to me. Yeah. I, I would much rather uh, revise, <laughs> take something that's already there yeah. and, and massage it into something, you know, polish it. I, I yeah. tell my authors all the time we're polishing or we're building the foundation mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'd rather do that than the initial writing. <laughs> that's so interesting. That's uh, I mean, that's just like, what a wonderful, like unique skill that is, that that's your passion. Cause like, it's something that we really need. <laughs> um, uh, and it's not easy. It's not easy to like have that dedication to, you know, follow through on it. That's awesome. So, so it sounds like you love stories and you love building things. Is that, is that, would you say sort of your goal or your guiding principle as you you're doing different things like editing and teaching? Is that your kind of mission statement? Yeah, I would say so. It's to help other people create their stories and make sure that they're still their stories. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is really important to me. And I know it's important to the author as well, just to be part of that creation. There's so much that we can do with stories, mm-hmm. whether they're their memoir or their fiction that, I mean, we can change the world. Yeah. And I mean, that's no small task, but that's what everybody wants. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I know that part of your process is a lot about making sure you create that emotional connection. And you also use a lot of like teaching of story structure and genre expectation, like write, different writing techniques. Can you tell me like why you approach writing and coaching the way that you do? I found for whatever reason that I was attracting brand new writers mm-hmm. um, who had very little concept of that. And a lot of people fight having having structure. Yeah. And I found that if we didn't work on that very basic requirement of of what a story is, that readers were not connecting. Why do you think that is? We have certain expectations of certain genres. Um, Now I am talking more on commercial fiction and genre and the, and the quote bestsellers. Yeah. Even into like literary when, when we pick up r- romance is the easiest yeah. to describe because it has very, very specific expectations. The readers know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. And if those things are not delivered, 
they don't care for the story. And if things are missing, then the reader has a hard time suspending their disbelief. Hmm. And they look at it and say, well, it's just a story. And once they do that, you lose that connection. So then they just kind of roll their eyes and say, yeah, yeah. But when you go to create that connection, the first thing you need to do is meet their expectations Mm -hmm. so that they settle in and they know what they want. We all think as people that, that we want spontaneity and we want to be surprised, but we also find incredible comfort in knowing what to expect. Yeah. And so I approach editing and coaching from the standpoint of this is what readers expect. Mm -hmm. This is the first step. We can surprise them later on, but you have to have this foundation first. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I feel like it is a thing where we all kind of start from the point of like, well, I'm just going to go straight catcher in the rye from number one um, (laughs) and figure and everybody will catch up. Um, But it is really hard to like, you know, get people on the page if like they're sitting down to enjoy a nice meal and you just give them like, you know, a piece of paper or something like, like people don't expect what they're, if you're not at least meeting them where they are. That's right. interesting. Um, right. Talk to me about like creating emotional connection with characters and readers. So the first thing, you know, we've talked about is, is what meeting their expectations and a lot of the other stuff is, like writing technique, showing versus telling me, you know, that is pounded so hard into writers' heads. You have to show, don't tell. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest concepts. Yeah. But the more that a writer can show action and be specific about action and be specific about being inside the character rather than on the outside looking at their story like a movie, Mm -hmm. then that showing comes out more. And that showing is what gives the visual inside the reader's head. Yeah, that's something that I have the hardest time with. But also when I'm reading, I'm like, this action is poorly written. So (laughs) it's always the thing that takes me out of it. Um, So talk to me a little bit about, I actually kind of want to talk about editing a little bit because I think it's the thing, and maybe this is just like a motivation thing, like sitting down to actually do the work is such like the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Or like after you've written like a chapter and you're no longer so excited about it. Is that something that you um, talk to your (laughs) authors about as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we, what's nice about the coaching is instead of me just sitting down with it by myself and saying, okay, here, fix this. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of sitting with the author gets us both excited about it again. Yeah. I have had times, you know, where, where I'm done with the story, the author is done with the story. And sometimes it's difficult. And we talk about it for a few minutes and, and it's like, you are too far into this to give up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like look at the fact that you have even just written something so many people how many people just don't they say they want to write a book and then they they never really do yeah you know so we try and build on the things that we've already accomplished the things that, that they have already learned 
when we talk about those things to help fuel moving forward. Do you have an insight on like the difference between a person who says they're going to write a novel and a person that actually does? <laughs> As we approach November and then National Novel Writing Month, you know, it's like yeah. ev- it's so easy to start one, right? But I mean, I wonder like, do you do you have like tips or do you have insights on that that or even like resources? Like, how how do you get through that beginning and get to the point where you're actually finishing something that big? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I've started and stopped novels <laughs> in the middle. I finished I finished a few stories as well, but I think that between somebody who starts and finishes, some of it is their drive to get it done. Mm-hmm. I know personally, the ones that I've stopped in the middle, I was putting too much pressure on myself. Mm, yeah. And those are the ones where, you know, this, this is it. This is my novel. This is the one I'm going to be known for. Yeah. And, and then it falls apart. Or the writer who wants to make sure in their very first draft that they are showing everything and that their commas are in the right place and that it is the perfect word for every sentence. Yes. So you don't and have to do are... any of that dang editing, Jackie. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. If you do it perfect the first time, then, you know, you're set. <laughs> no going back and yeah. getting tired of it. <laughs> um, but, those, but those seem to be the ones that don't, that don't finish. Mm. Um, and I, I always advise my, my authors that they get excited about new ones and they say, oh, I'm going to use all the techniques that I've learned. And I always say, hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Just write your very, very first one. Just write, Uh just write it out. Just get your ideas on paper. If you have to write, he got mad at her, right? He got mad at her. You can go back (laughs) and revise, you know, do the dreaded revising. (laughs) But I think that's really where I've seen the difference in who finishes yeah, and who says that that's what they want and they don't follow through. I love that. Yeah. I just read a story from, Oh, bird by bird, but Anne Lamont. And there's this, there's this essay called shitty first drafts. And it's like the the best way to get to a a finished product is just like, write something terrible, you know, Yes, it's okay. You'll get there. It it is. I love, I, I, thought maybe it was in Lamont. Maybe it's not. Ooh. Yeah. Um, somebody says, uh, it's okay if it's crap. Crap makes great fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, uh, so on this podcast, we love to talk about business. Um, I know that's not necessarily uh, you, you, all about what you do, but I, w- I want to talk to you a little bit about self-publishing and like, writing books to be brought to directly to an audience. Is that something that you and your authors work on a little bit? Um, I, I help them. I help steer them into the right direction. Most of my authors want to self publish, um, which I think is a fantastic option. Um, especially for as new as my writers are more seasoned, you know, might consider not that I wouldn't say, any of my authors could, but traditional publishing, it just doesn't, doesn't have the prestige as much as 
as we think it does. Mm-hmm. Especially in some genres like like romance and like some adult fiction, like just self-publishing is like a great way to have a career <laughs> in a lot oh, of ways. It, it is. You have so much more control. Yeah. And you don't have to wait. <laughs> yeah. I love not waiting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who does, Who wants to wait? And then it might not, you know, never come out. But mm-hmm. and just the idea that in traditional publishing, you think that, you know, you get a, a book deal and oh, you're going to be rich. No, you're going to be able to make your house payment like twice. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have resources and my own opinions on certain types of <laughs> um, <laughs> platforms to use from from research and what I've seen work uh, marketing wise. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because it feels like there are a lot of platforms that you have to pay a lot to get your book up on or whatever. And it seems like mm-hmm. um, some people are just kind of preying on that desire to be famous, which is yeah, um, yeah. a shame. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, and you got to be careful with who you get locked in with. Oh yeah. As well. Okay. I don't know if you'll let me name drop or not. I don't oh, care. Please. For yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. nobody. Yes. Please talk crap about Amazon. Please. Yeah. We, we are anti-capitalist on this podcast. So, so um, yeah, Amazon, like Kindle, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm saying to not use their publishing services. Like if you want to sell through Amazon, you'll more sell more yeah. books that way, but um, don't publish through them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they set things up really well for them to own your work. Oh, gross. So there are ways that you can, you know, sell on their platform and still own own your own work but that creates space if if you use their isbn number which isn't even an isbn number it's actually an amazon specific isbn they own it they own the version that you post and then if you get help with with like their cover cover art and things like that they also own all of that and and you can you always have the option to pull but they will always own all that other stuff and so you will only get your manuscript back and that that honestly is right on their website yeah yeah so a- anytime you want to publish or go with like a vanish vanity publisher there are some really great ones out there there's some really crummy ones out there just make sure that you are reading everything on there to make sure that your art stays yours and not some version of yours that's the point in self-publishing, right? Yeah, exactly. Jeff Bezos owns enough things. <laughs> he does. He's, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your favorite tools or books or softwares um, for writers. I am a huge fan of just collecting, like, everybody's favorite things. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually just use plain old Microsoft Word as... Mm-hmm programs go uh Uh, it's just simple enough I know a lot like to use Scrivener yeah that's just a bit more robust than what I found I need yeah but yeah there are I have some really great books one of my favorite is the story grid what good editors know by Sean Coyne and they have an amazing podcast as well that I listened to I've just like consumed for years as much as I could of his work (laughs) great 
<laughs> that one's really good for the revision process. Awesome. There is also that to help with the emotional connection. I highly advise all of my authors have this book. It's called The Emotion Thesaurus. Ooh. And it is amazing. It was written by some very smart ladies who are not just into storytelling, but also like they have PhDs in psychology. And so they know how certain things present within the body and what they look like on the outside of the body. And, and it's it's just amazing. They, they list an emotion Mm -hmm. and then they say, you know, this is what it looks like on the outside this is the thoughts that happen on the inside. Mm-hmm. And here are the physical sensations. Wow. And then they take it a step further and include, um, like, say it was fear. Uh-huh. Uh, they would include long-term fear. So, like, if somebody's been afraid for a long time or acute fear or suppressed fear. Oh, that's amazing. It It is. It is the most valuable tool that I have found to help showing rather than telling, especially with emotion, obviously, but the emotion thesaurus and they have a really great line of thesaurus books like that, Mm -hmm. that are so, so helpful. They've got negative and positive traits. Thesauruses, 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 uh, they, they, yeah, they have just a great line of, of books that are so helpful. That's amazing. That sounds really good. I want to check that out just to know how people think. I love to know what, what, how people are processing their emotions. (laughs) I don't know what it, I don't know how my emotions work. I love that. Yeah, it is. It is so cool. I love it. Do you have um, a favorite journaling method or anything like that? Because that's something that I love to hear about. Or oh, a favorite really? pen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not a favorite pen. Okay. <laughs> um, well, actually, maybe I do have a favorite pen. What is this? Um, at the Pilot G2. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a good one. It is a good one. And I, I splurge and get the ones that are pretty. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You've earned it. You're a writer. That's right. <laughs> Journaling. So journaling for me is usually it's, I don't use it for my creative writing. I use it for stress reduction. Nice. As nerdy as it sounds, when I'm really stressed, I think about what stage of a book I would be in. Oh, wow. I love it. (laughs) If I was in a book. and what I call it the requirements of story. So I think about what requirement I'm in and that helps me know how much more of the story I have left. And it, and that really helps me reduce my stress. I love that. You are a huge (laughs) book nerd and I'm so into it. I'm so into it. Very consistent brand, Jackie. I'm into it. For writing exercises, I guess. When I'm really stuck or have a client who's really struggling with a certain technique, I will take a 
popular book, one that I love, one that I've already read. And I will search for that. However, let's say describing a setting. Yeah. Maybe I'm having trouble describing a setting. So I will take a couple of my favorite books and I will look through there and pay very special close attention to how they are describing things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will literally copy it mm-hmm. either in, by hand in just a, a notebook or type it out, kind of get the feel for the flow of words. And it's one of those where you're making that connection by doing right. In yeah. Your brain. I do the same thing with songwriting. You know, you, you get stuck, like go take somebody else's song and like see how they've arranged their words and their chords. Yeah. 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 You kind of like deconstruct it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the same idea. You just kind of see how they're doing it. And, and then, and if you can take from a couple of different authors, right. We, we hear, we hear a lot about it in, I think songwriting is, it's a great, like short, short stories, right. Like super concise, short stories. Yeah. And, and we hear a lot about how songwriters are inspired by, or influenced by certain other artists. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in some of them, how we can say, Oh yeah, well, I can hear that in their, in their work. Yeah. And it creates this whole new brand new sound. That's kind of the idea. If you take and you rewrite, say, three different authors way of describing a setting. Yeah. And then you practice doing it yourself and you, you then, you know, write your own setting and say, okay, well, they used this word here. So what if I use something there, but I don't like that word. So you, you change it up and, mm-hmm. and you eventually start seeing it in your own work and you eventually can, can do it. And, and you create your own voice. I love that. That's, yeah, I, it's a really good idea. <laughs> uh, you know, you never, you never have to start from nothing. And I think that's like a hard thing to remember. Like you really don't, there's so much in the world that you can steal from or be inspired by, depending on yes. how you like be to use language. Um, yes. So talk to me um, a little bit about this, why it's not about time resource that you've created? Mm. One of the biggest things that I hear and I've experienced myself and I'm, I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. We want to create something. We want to write a book or a song, or we have this amazing idea. And of course, these ideas come when we're in the shower or on a jog or we're vacuuming yeah. or it's like two twelve in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have these great ideas and we want, we want to put them down and we want, we want to share them and we want to get them out. But then the day wears on and, you know, life happens. And then the end of the day is coming and we say, well, we don't have time. I don't have time to sit and, and write my book. I don't, I don't have 10 minutes today. I can't yeah. even, you know, have a cup of coffee. Yeah. But I would argue that it's, it's not about time mm-hmm. because can we write a novel in 10 minute 
increments we can. It's not quite as inspiring as if you could sit and, you know, get into flow. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's more about a lack of creative energy mm-hmm. and resistance. In particular, those two things. And we talk a lot about resistance. We hear a lot about, I mean, there's books and books about it mm-hmm. and how to combat it. But if you don't have the creative energy at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if if you can fight that resistance. You don't have the energy to fight that resistance. Yeah. And creative energy is that time where you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And you take a deep breath and you're like, I can't. I need to scroll through Instagram. <laughs> I yeah. just, you know, yeah. I need a break. Yeah. I need to just let's let's just watch tv you know yeah it's it's kind of a deep exhaustion yeah absolutely yeah oh no yeah so 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 you've put together this resource that people can check out um Mm -hmm. and we're gonna put the link in the description and they'll kind of find out more about recharging and getting their energy or what what are we gonna learn yeah so i've i have on there a few ways to identify you know, if you have lack of energy or if it's resistance, mm-hmm. um, so that you can see what it's like um, within yourself and what kind of excuses you're making. Mm-hmm. And then I've got some quick bullet points to kind of help you re energize and fight resistance. I love it. I need or, that. I'll be yeah, honest, but... I've been pretty burned out recently. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quick things that could just rest your brain or rest your body and, and help you be inspired again when you need to be. Yeah. It's instead of in the middle of the night. Oh my God. Right. I do. I, I will admit to being the kind of creative person who like strategically showers when I need a burst of inspiration, you know, it's oh, like, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, I need, you know, I need an idea. So I'll go clear yes. my mind. It kind of works. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of amazing. But we're just wow. not good at like clearing our mind at any other moment, you know, so. Yeah, we're, we're really not. <laughs> We've got so much going on. We have to make podcasts and stuff. Yes. We have to do, do, do. We have to. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited. So soapboxedits.com is your website and what, and people go there and they can take you, you edit and you help and you have a really great blog where, with all kinds of different resources. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got a blog on there and they can, um, see my services and they can contact me as well. And, and there's lists of book recommendations if you want to be a writer or if you need a little bit of help with marketing and oh awesome yeah i'm gonna check out this emotion thesaurus i am so excited about it that's such a great recommendation it's it's awesome oh my gosh um so my my final question is if you were to give like one piece of advice to somebody wanting to succeed at their first memoir or novel Mm. and they're you know maybe they're running running up to November when they're like, here it comes. It's I'm finally going to finish it. What would be that advice that you'd give them? It'd be so easy to just say, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but it's give yourself the energy, make room for your creative self. 
Yeah. If you know that you're going to sit and write 50,000 words in 30 days, mm-hmm. put other things aside for a while. You know, let, let yourself have, have that creative freedom, that, that space so that you're not worn out by the time you go to sit yeah. to write and give yourself grace for finding something that works or doesn't. Cause you know, maybe, maybe you start off writing at five 30 in the morning and realize that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to switch it up Yeah, when you need to. I love that. You've got to, yeah, you've got to give yourself some peace and some, yeah, some time. Yeah. You know, sometimes we like, we're like, well, it's just writing, but like, it really is. It's a lot of work. You're, you know, you're, you're bringing the inside of your head to the world and inspiring and giving love. Like it's, it is a lot. It's a lot of emotional work. It's a lot of logistical work too. It's fun. It's what, that's what makes it like a a fun puzzle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Amazing. Jackie, thank you so much for coming on Fan Funded. I'm so excited to talk to you. I hope everybody gets a lot out of this and goes and checks out Jackie's website at soapboxedits.com because this is, I mean, so valuable. And I know I want to read everybody's novels. So please finish them and have Jackie help you do it. (laughs) I am out of books, people. Come on. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) A very specific need for books about queer genies right now but well you know i there are i can open up to new things um (laughs) amazing thank you so much jackie thank you so much for having me laser this has been fun That's our show. Thank you so much to Jackie. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Aubrey Turner for editing this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Uh, It's a good spooky season out there. Stay safe. Please remember to check out me at lasercampaigns.com. I have a great email list. And check out uh, your local library. Hey, lots of good resources out there, folks. If If you're missing out on your local library, you're missing out on a world of wonderful free things. And I mean that. Okay, Uh, please keep in mind that the things that make you different are what really make you shine. I have to go feed my cat, and I love you. Goodbye!